1: Support for WABE comes from Capital Good Fund, introducing Georgia Bright Solar Lease Program, a new rooftop solar initiative designed to create pathways to equitable and inclusive solar, sustainability, and monthly savings for Georgians. Learn more at georgiabright.org. For
2: Friday, April fifteenth, 2022, it's The Brief from WABE. I'm Emile Moffitt. Atlanta Police Chief Rodney Bryant will retire June 1st after leading the department for two years. WABE's
0: Raúl Bally reports on how the mayor plans to pick the city's next police chief. Speaking next to Mayor Andre Dickens inside an APD precinct in southwest Atlanta, Chief Bryant said he was never going to be chief long term after being brought out of retirement. I think that it is the right time uh, for me to transition. The mayor has a very aggressive plan for this city. Uh, he When he speaks, even now, he speaks in the term of eight years, meaning that he's truly committed to what he does for this city. Mayor Dickens says the next police chief needs to be a good recruiter who can better implement community policing strategies and prevent crime in places like clubs. And while the search for the next police chief will be national, Mayor Dickens hints that local law enforcement will have an edge. We have a lot of great people that are from this police department as well as uh, adjacent or uh, local uh, jurisdictions around us that have a Metro Atlanta understanding. So while national in scope, um, there are some, um, you know, local talent that, that, that are definitely going to be uh, rising up to the top. Mayor Dickens says there'll be town halls, listening sessions, and online surveys to hear from the community and rank-and-file officers. In southwest Atlanta, Raul Bally, WABE News. A new report says Atlanta-based
2: Southern Company is actively working against public policy to address climate change, despite the company's own announced clean energy goals. Emily Jones has that story.
3: The analysis by Influence Map looks at public statements and behind-the-scenes action on climate policy, like letters to lawmakers and testimony about legislation. It says Southern Company has worked to slow the transition to clean energy. One example, the company's support of Georgia's law preventing cities from banning gas appliances in new buildings. Report co-author Kendra Haven says utilities like Southern Company can have a huge influence on laws.
4: We've seen cases where utilities are engaging over and over in the development of a bill until they get what they proposed, (laughs) which is maybe a weakened version of that bill.
3: Southern Company responded to the report by touting its goal of net zero emissions by 2050, something the analysis doesn't include because it's focused on public policy. Southern subsidiary Georgia Power does plan to stop burning coal to make electricity, but currently plans to replace some of it with gas, which still generates emissions that cause climate change. Emily Jones, WABE News.
2: Cab County's Economic Development Agency has approved $68 million in tax incentives to spur the expansion of Black Hall Studios in the southwest part of the county. The Decide DeKalb Development Authority voted unanimously Thursday to offer Black Hall a $34 million tax break over 20 years, plus an additional $34 million to help cover the cost of developing the land. Officials say the expansion will make Black Hall the largest film studio in the state and represents the largest ever investment in South DeCab. Black Hall is expected to invest around $380 million in the site and could bring more than 2,400 jobs to the area. Avian flu has been detected in bald eagles in coastal Georgia. Molly Samuel reports the virus has been spreading in wild birds and also in domestic flocks around the country.
4: A highly pathogenic avian flu had already been detected in some other wild birds in Georgia. Now the State Department of Natural Resources is confirming three bald eagles that had been found dead tested positive for the disease, and other eagle carcasses are being tested. The agency says avian flu is probably to blame for a less successful eagle nesting season in coastal Georgia. But officials say overall, the birds are still rebounding after approaching extinction decades ago, and the population statewide is strong. The state's poultry industry is bracing for avian flu, but so far it hasn't been found in any commercial or domestic flocks in Georgia. The CDC says it's a low risk to the public. Molly Samuel, WABE News.
2: During this campaign season, W.A.B.E. has a new podcast called Georgia Votes 2022. W.A.B.E.'s Susanna Capaluto, Raul Bally, and Emma Hurt from Axios take us on the campaign trail
0: for the latest.
5: Gable Sporting Goods has been in business for over 50 years. They carry gear for fishing, soccer, football, and hunting.
0: And they sell guns. Governor Brian Kemp has been a customer.
1: Here at Gable's is where Marty and I bought Lucy, her first firearm. A Glock 43X 9mm. Marty is Kemp's wife, Lucy, one of his three daughters. Y'all didn't let me finish. A Glock 43 9mm, which she is carrying today.
4: This week, Governor Kemp returned to Gable Sporting Goods in Douglasville, this time to
5: sign bills expanding
4: access to guns in Georgia.
5: The new law makes permits optional to carry a handgun in Georgia. Supporters call it constitutional carry.
1: Law-abiding Georgians, including our daughters and your family too, can protect themselves without having to have permission from your state government. Kim cast his fight
4: for loosening gun laws as just one more example of how he's stood up for Georgia, even amid backlash from liberals inside and outside the state.
1: If you remember, they did it when we passed the heartbeat bill. They did it when we were the first state to reopen our economy, and they did it again when we passed the strongest Elections Integrity Act in the country. But you know what? We didn't back down then, and we ain't backing down now.
0: And this has become even more important for Kemp, as he faces four primary challengers next month, including former U.S. Senator David Perdue. Both are trying to turn out the most conservative Republicans who reliably vote in primaries.
5: So on Tuesday, Purdue also got in on the action. He held a dueling press conference of his own.
1: Um, I understand the governor's gonna sign the uh, constitutional carry bill into law today. Uh, I think that's great. It's too bad it took uh, four years to get it done, and it's too bad it took uh, me getting in the race for them to get any energy to get that done, but I'm glad it's getting done.
4: And down the street, Democrats had a lot to say too. They call the legislation criminal carry. He is state representative Roger Bruce. It is a sad day across Georgia when the Republican leadership care more about their political position than about our public safety. How will guns animate the 2022 campaign? I'm Susanna Capelluto, politics editor at WABE.
5: I'm Emma Hurt. I cover politics for Axios.
0: I'm Raul Bally, politics reporter at WABE, our co-host Sam Gringlass is off for the week, and this is Georgia Votes 2022, a weekly podcast from WABE in Atlanta about the midterm elections.
4: I vote because it's a privilege. I vote because I want to make an impact. My I vote for my because local community. I want leaders who care voting about my future. Voting is the gift of so freedom. So voting
3: matters to me because I believe there is value in my voice.
4: Let's stay at that gun store for a few minutes. Raul, you covered all three events this week. Tell me the significance of this issue for the 2022 campaign.
0: Look, those who support expanded gun rights vote. They are part of that reliable group of primary voters we mentioned in the show open. But they can also be very finicky. I absolutely believe that Governor Kemp could have lost some primary votes if permitless carry had not gotten done. It could have been a door that David Perdue or some of the other primary challengers could have used against him. I think that's why it was important in this context. It was something that he had to get done because there are those groups of single-issue voters that you can lose votes for, and that's one of them. But what about the general election? Your survey by the
4: AJC earlier this year said seven in ten Georgians did not want constitutional carry. So isn't this an issue that will fire up maybe the Democratic base in November?
5: You're right. It's clear the general election polling on this does not come out on the Republican side. And Democrats are not going to let them forget that in November. But this is something that Kemp campaigned on in 2018. We also know, as Raul said, Purdue is going to look for every little thing he can find to attack Kemp on. So not fulfilling that campaign promise would certainly have been one.
2: Just part of our podcast, Georgia Votes 2022. There's a lot more for you, including a conversation about the U.S. Senate race and campaign financing. Subscribe to Georgia Votes 2022, the newest podcast from WABE. And finally this weekend, Atlanta United plays host to FC Cincinnati at 6 o'clock Saturday night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Braves continue their weekend series in San Diego. And the Atlanta Hawks try to keep their season alive Friday night in Cleveland. That's it for The Brief. You can find more local news at WABE.org. Susanna Capaluto is our deputy managing editor. And then for Jim Burris, I'm Emile Moffitt amplifying Atlanta... This is 90.1 WABE. Thanks for listening. Sounds Like ATL is a music documentary series that takes an in-depth look at the artists amplifying Atlanta's famed music community. Built around a desire to highlight Atlanta's diverse and world-renowned music scene, each episode features unforgettable, intimate musical performances by fresh new musical guests, each with exclusive interviews about the stories behind their music listen at wabe.org or wherever you find your podcasts. The world has changed from shifts in power to a mental health crisis. So with all this social change, how do we balance the human desire for empathy, the business need for productivity,
4: and the hope to make an
2: impact in our community? This is a new podcast, The Social Impact Leader. I'm Jeff Shinnebarker. Join me as we explore people doing work a little different. Available every Wednesday at wabe.org forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: W-A-B-E.